0: Have you heard of a new company that's entered the public transit contracting market called RATP Dev? They're a large international company and just purchased McDonald Transit here in the United States, which had a pretty significant footprint and long history with many of its contracts. Well, today... I speak to Blaine Riggler, who's the CEO of RATP Dev here in the United States. I'm Paul Comfort, and I recently visited one of their contracts in Daytona Beach, Votrain, where I spent time with their general manager, Rob Stevens, and then spent time with Blaine Riggler, where we talked about his background at Iron Mountain and the logistics uh, work he did there and how he's bringing what he's learned there and from their company's contracts around the world here to North America. You'll hear all about it on this edition of Transit Unplugged.
1: What does it mean to be a successful public transit agency? What are you doing to lead the way? It's time to learn from the top transit professionals in North America.
0: This is Transit Unplugged with your host, Paul Comfort. I'm Paul Comfort, your host of Transit Unplugged, and today it's my pleasure to have as a guest Blaine Wrigler, who's president of RATP Dev, one of the big international companies that manages contracts to run transit systems around the country. Blaine, great to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Paul, I enjoyed it, appreciate the opportunity.
0: We're here at the Florida Transit Association's Rodeo in uh, Daytona, Florida and it's funny i was just uh we were just talking earlier that i'd been and visited their location in fort worth recently and then i was just in charlotte where they also operated so tell us a little about yourself and how you ended up in the transportation world and a little about your company
1: yeah no thank you i appreciate it um so yeah i've been with RATP dev uh going on i'm 18 months now i guess joining back in 2016. um you know been in the transportation space my whole life but not in the public transportation space but Uh, like many people uh one day you get a phone call uh, from someone saying hey we have an opportunity would you be interested in that opportunity and the more i explored the opportunity the more fascinated i came became with the you know the public transit space and and really um you know how can i be a part of helping i guess others uh you know, uh, fulfill their lives, so to speak. So if you think about it as, you know, the ability to get to work, the ability to get to the grocery, the ability to go see friends, the ability to do things that are are maybe a little better for the environment than putting another, you know, thousand cars on the road. Um, So, you know, one thing led to another. I I really enjoyed RATP Dev, and and, uh, here I am 18 months later, so. And what did you do prior to this? So prior to this, I worked with a number of of companies, uh, you know, Walmart, Pepsi, Iron Mountain, uh, in the information management space, all that are tied to some sort of uh, logistics background. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, warehouse operations, logistics, moving things, Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily people, but that's always been my career back You know, I'm a native Texan, uh, went to the University of North Texas and and really focused on transportation. Uh, And I like the, uh, you know, the puzzle, if you will, of how do you take a a lot of different things and put them together and create this amazing picture. Uh, So I've always been wired that way. And this was, you know, the next logical step in my career. That's
0: great. So uh, what things do you take from the logistics world? and are able to transfer those, like we were talking about KPIs and the importance of measuring key forms indicators. Uh, What things have you taken from them that you've been able to successfully kind of implement in the public transit world at RATP Dev?
1: Yeah, I I think that's one of them. I mean, uh, vehicles are vehicles, right? Um, And and if you look at them in their kind of purest form, Mm -hmm. I mean, wheels turn and engines run and, and all of those types of things. So sort of the operating and maintenance piece of it is, I would say is, is consistent across all industries. Um, the, the difference is probably the, just the technology and, and how, how you really uh, you know, get into the details on, on how vehicles operate and how you continue to improve and, and, and put you know, not only uh, proactive, but predictive uh, uh, programs in place. Um, you know, in, in, it is a, a series, you know, planning and scheduling uh, and how do you make sure you have the right, you know, things uh, in the right place at the right time. I mean, I think those are consistent. Um, you know, I think the public transit space, you know, has really focused in the last few years on uh, technology improvements and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the riders uh, experience and the journey and how do you make it better and, and, and more user friendly. I think other. Uh, transportation organizations types of transportation organizations have maybe you know thought about those things um uh, earlier on i mean i i tell the story sometimes you know 20 years ago when i was with um you know pepsi uh we rolled out onboard computers and and you know kpis and plugins to really you know so that's 20 years ago wow um and you know the ability to to do those types of things now you know KPI, you know, everything can't be about tracking uh, performance, right? right? Then it just, you know, becomes somewhat sterile. But it, it's how do you uh, utilize the collection of, of uh, data uh, to turn it into something positive, you know? And that can be how do I, um, you know, reduce road calls or breakdowns to enhance the customer experience. How do I look at uh, operator behavior and how they're driving? So when you think about safety and and those metrics, how do I uh, both track and then communicate you know we're breaking a little hard you know we're accelerating a little fast uh, you know those types of things because that ultimately impacts not only the rider experience, potential injuries, but that has an impact on maintenance as well. You know, so how do you tie all those things together? And I think those are some of the things that that may have been a little bit more uh, advanced in other industries that can be applied here. Um, likewise, I think RATP Dev, being a global organization, you know, we can look across the globe at, at other um, uh, you know countries and what they've done, uh, and how do we bring some of those learnings uh, where there's maybe a bigger focus on public transit as your primary means of getting from point A to point B, whereas in the States, uh, I think it's still, uh, in a lot of places, a secondary means of getting from place to place. Uh, but how can we adopt some of those or adapt some of those things that, that we've learned in, in you know, places like uh, you know Paris or the UK or, or uh, others and, and try to apply them here?
0: Very good, so um, tell me some about um, your company. Uh, RATP Dev. It's an international company, recently bought McDonald here in the U.S. and has a big footprint already here.
1: Yeah, so RATP uh, uh, Group, um, which is, is the, the, sort of the Paris arm and the, uh, the, the uh, corporate entity, if you will. Okay. And then RATP Dev is the uh, other division which provides services everywhere. Outside of Paris, ah. so that's sort of the distinction. So okay. you have RATP Group, which is providing the services within the city of Paris. RATP Dev was kind of the the uh, separate organization that was, was set up to provide services elsewhere. So we provide services in 14 countries across the globe, wow. uh, including here in, uh, in North America. Uh, entered the North American market actually in 2009. Uh, with the purchase of a couple of companies, including McDonald Transit. Okay. And that's really how we establish our, our footprint here. And, and uh, you know, primarily on, on the, uh, the southern half uh, of the US, mm. uh, moving up the eastern seaboard and into California. So we have both the fixed route, the paratransit, as well as streetcar. So we operate the streetcar in DC and streetcar in Tucson and uh, you know, continue to expand um, our offerings uh, here in the States.
0: And what does RATP stand for?
1: Do you know? I do. Is it but a French word or it, something? It, well, it, it, it goes way back, and I'll say it poorly, so okay. uh, don't hold me to it. But it, basically, it would transport into Regional Alliance of Transport for Paris, so oh, okay, it, it sounds much better if you, you speak French, and, yeah. And, but, but yeah, so that's okay. R-E-T-P.
0: And, and what, what does the company do in Paris? Does it run transit systems there?
1: Yeah, so if you're ever into Paris and you've ridden on the buses or you've
0: ridden on the trains. Um, you know, that is our okay. AGP group. And and worldwide, do you know the scope of the business? I mean, is how many thousands of employees? or?
1: Yeah, so worldwide, we're in, again, 14 countries. We have okay. about 60,000 employees wow. uh, across the, the globe. Here in the States, we have about 6,000 now Okay, uh, with some, uh, you know, new business that we've picked up uh, over the last few months. So, so
0: are you all uh, similar to some of your competitors in that you go out and bid on contracts? And run either management contracts or operating contracts
1: yeah absolutely uh so very similar okay you know that is the goal i would say in in the past we've probably been more focused on on management contracts uh, but have really started to focus more of our attention on the operating and maintenance contracts and, and you know, having that full ownership, if you will.
0: Right, and and what do you bring to the market that would you, that would you say would set you apart? I mean, what is the focus of your company when you come in to manage a contract? And to, I mean, having come from the public side, I know that what we were looking for was, you know, first off, maybe a little bit cheaper than us to operate. Right. Uh, usually, you know, we figured we could save 15 percent or more by contracting out at least paratransit sure. uh, or some new routes on fixed route because of. Um, uh, Section 13C and other rules, it's difficult to contract out work that's already being run by unions. But what what do you all bring to the table that's new and different and fresh?
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's a really interesting, uh, you know, question for a number of reasons. One, in the states, you find that there's probably less outsourced than more outsourced on a percentage basis. Uh, That's yet, right. Yet, when you look at it from the perspective of what can the you know a company like ours bring to the equation, one of the things that we bring to the equation is we provide services to a number of different uh, you know uh, agencies across the states and across the globe, and that expertise that we can gather. So it's not how well might we do things in one location, but how well are we doing things in many locations, and how can we tap into that and deliver it to you know the, the next. Customer. Mm I think for us, it's clearly about service. You know, our goal is you have to win the the contract and then you keep it. So we talk about 47 years in Fort Worth, Texas. You know, where we are today in Volusia County, we've been here 43 years. You know, so our goal is wow, that's amazing. It's not just about winning. Yeah. Uh, It's about maintaining and how do you continue to reinvent yourself and make sure that that relationship is growing. So it's very much like a marriage, right? Um, You have to continue to work at it. You have to continue to improve. Um, So for us, it's that and then, you know, it's really focusing on what is new and different innovation, whether that's, you know, safety systems is that new technology that allows you to better plan it and schedule. Um, you know, think about, you know, microtransit and, and, and mobility as a service and all the other kind of buzzwords that are out there right now, but, you know, how do you h- help the agencies provide better service, but at a uh, more efficient, uh, you know, cost, and uh, taking the, you know, the 40-foot bus down every road is, you know, not something that you can do in, in the future as, as you continue to, um, you know, grow and expand. You know, it's better service, it's more frequent headways, but it's being smarter about how you do
0: it. Mm-hmm. So. So um, what are some of the innovations that your company is, is um, running around the world or have already brought to the U.S.? You just mentioned some of them, but, you know, mobility as a service, electric vehicles, autonomous shuttles. What, what do you, where are you, uh, or TNCs, you know, integrating them into the operation? Uh, like I think you guys are already, we just talked about earlier about you're doing in Charlotte. Uh, what's your take on all that, and how do you see it um, – folding into the fabric of the public transit community?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that are out there right now and, and some of those would be um you know, uh, you know, new is always exciting and, and let's go do it and, you know, sort of bleeding edge and, and that works for, for some and then there are others who are, you know, going to be more cautious and, and, and maybe wait until it, it proves out. And so I think for us it's, it's sort of leveraging that global experience where we may have done things in, in one location that we can, you know, bring to another um, and, and just helping, you know, guide the conversation, if you will. I mean, autonomous vehicles is is a great example. You know, it was the hot thing. Everybody wanted to do it, Uh, but where to do it, how to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. the technology that's out there today, we we know for certain that it's not gonna be the technology (laughs) next year Uh, and those vehicles. So, you know, big capital investments in in the vehicle today may not be the best idea. Uh, You look at things like cybersecurity, you know, and, and, you know, not just in this industry, but, you know, the driverless cars. Well, that's, that's exciting but um, you just have to make sure that you know, there's, for every one person out there that's trying to make it happen, there's 10 others that are trying to hack into those systems. And you know, so like in that, I, I sort of relate that to like cloud storage of the past, right? Yes. When cloud storage first came out, it's like, oh, somebody you know, was able to hack in and this is horrible and we'll never do that. And, and now you say, if I'm not storing my information in the cloud, what am I thinking? And I think that's true of, of all new technologies. Uh, it's allowing them the opportunity to evolve. It's looking to the future and, and, and sort of having this guidepost that, you know, you want to invest where you need to invest. Um, not be overly ambitious uh, because, you know, capital is capital and, and you know, money it does not grow on trees, as, as we know. You just can't go into the backyard and, you know, to the money tree and, and get the next, uh, you know, few dollars that you're going to go spend. So be wise about it, and and I think that's, you know, where we can help in that conversation.
0: That's good, I think that's a good uh, cautious yet forward-looking approach, not to, uh, this, because these are brand new innovations. Um, As the discussions I'm having with CEOs around the country, everybody's trying to dip their toe in the water to try to see uh, what's the best approach. Um, Public transit in America, as you know, just like I'm sure in France and everywhere else, has traditionally been seen almost like a utility model. Uh, where you have a monopoly on it, and so you operate as a utility, and there hasn't been the kind of efficiencies in place that are driven by the marketplace when you have competition. Right. And kind of what I'm trying to preach around the country as I speak at conferences, write and talk to CEOs is, w- that model has changing. We are no longer a monopoly. I mean, whether we want to be or not, uh, all the other new services, kind of the Jitney-type services or microtransit that's coming in, Uh, and how, you know, Lyft and others, uh, Waymo, et cetera, they are coming into our business. And so uh, how would you guide someone? I mean, you're you're heading up a company, like how many operations do you have here in the U.S. about, general? 40-ish. 40-ish, okay, yeah. So you're in 40 cities across America and you're helping, you're counseling people. Talk to me like I'm, you know, a transit uh, CEO somewhere and you're my contractor. What would you tell me uh, that I need to be doing right now to prepare for the future?
1: Well one you you have to have a plan for the future right and and what is is the vision uh you know for your agency, and how do you want to provide? Uh, for the the citizens uh, in, you know, the community that you're operating in. And then it's figuring out, okay, there's many different ways to deliver on that vision and looking at all the different modes of transit that are available to you. I mean, is that rail? Is that bus? Is that the TNCs? You know, there's any variety of those that are out there. But then how do you start to put that puzzle together in such a way that it provides you the greatest amount of flexibility uh, in the delivery of the service uh, it provides the rider the greatest flexibility in the choices that they have available to them uh, to acquire the service, uh, and then how do you put, you know, across that? Obviously, the you know uh, the the fee structure, if you will, uh, that allows people to make intelligent choices. Um, but it is, I mean, I, I think. Uh, increasing of ridership is about ease, right? And how do you make it as simple as possible for people? I mean, and I always talk, you know, in in my sort of professional life, I always tell people, and it's an expression that I'm sure they've gotten tired of hearing over the years, is what would you do in your personal life, right? And if you think about how you consume services, if you will, in your personal life, and how do you translate? What do you like? And then how do you translate that to your professional life. It's not easy. Uh, in this day and time, if you can't do it on a, on a mobile device, um, you know, then you're likely not to do it. Uh, so how do we, you know, create the plan, create the flexibility within the plan, uh, provide the most number of choices to yourself and to your rider and do it, you know, in an affordable way. And, uh and, you know, we can bring all the different technologies to the table and the partnerships or the, you know, because there are so many. I mean, in this transit space, it is amazing. You know, um, everybody, the, the startups and, you know, it's the, the that traditional model of two really smart guys in flip-flops, a T-shirt and jeans yeah. who have created this, you know, latest, greatest thing. Right. Um, now, the problem um, in, in a prior life doing a little more of the software is, you know, you can't go out and buy all the latest, greatest things because they don't necessarily integrate with one another. So you may end up with 10 technologies that don't talk to themselves. And that's a whole other challenge. So yeah. I think it's making sure that, you know, it's, it's, it's the ability to uh, integrate systems across and I think those are challenges that people are are struggling with and and some that are you know starting to figure those types of things out
0: yeah that's good that's a really good point the interoperability of all the technologies that are coming in if you're buying from multiple vendors uh, so how do you approach that as a contractor coming in? if you come into a situation and you see you know you're bringing your own technology that you might have and there's legacy systems that are there uh, do you have technology folks that come in and analyze that and try to work to help them make sure they all talk or
1: yeah, we work with our, our partners. I mean, you know, and this, for us, has been real as of late because we think about, um, you know, telematics and, and tracking, you know, uh, operator behavior. Yes. Right? Well, that's a plug-in, right? And, and you think about um, AVL systems and, um, you know, capturing the, the, the GTFs data we are, well, that's a plug-in, right? right? So everything starts to get plugged in. And, and as we all know, there's only so many things you can plug in. Yeah. So we get into that conversation, okay, does your plug-in, you know, will that work with this thing over here? So instead of you know, having a conversation about, you know, there's you know, three of these tools that, if you will, that we have to plug into the, you know, the computer of, of the bus, um, here's one and everybody can use the same one. so mm, Like an it, adapter. Know, <laughs> right. It's those types of things. It, yeah. You know, from a technology standpoint, um, you know, it, for us as a contractor, because there's the local, and then there's how do you look at it over the top. And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, maintenance softwares out there. There's a lot of scheduling softwares out there. Uh, but how do you create that, you know, that aggregate layer right. that allows you to pull the data and then present it in such a way? So I think that's the other challenge. But, I mean, those, you know, that's... Those problems have been solved yes. in many industries That's before. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, although not a lifelong public transit servant, um, you know, being able to draw on other experiences uh, where other industries may have gone through these same things, um, you know, how do we do that, and, and how do we accelerate the learning process?
0: That's good. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier this year, the same concept and using the approach of a symphony where you have all these different instruments, right. which is what we have in transit. Right. It's, you've, you've got the fare box on the bus that needs mm-hmm. to now talk to the mobile data terminal right. that needs to talk to the operations control center. And it all needs to be you know smoothly conducted by a conductor. And right. uh, so, yeah. So uh, that's great that you guys can bring that. Uh, that experience from around the world to also help public transit agencies.
1: And and there's a whole other group of of technology providers that exist and will continue to grow and exist that do nothing other than what you just described. That's right. plug all of those instruments together yeah. you know here's my I have the aggregation tool yes that allows the music from the symphony to be
0: heard now as a as the president of a big national company do you have a software system that allows you to pull in all that kind of key performance indicators from all your contracts all 40 of them and then feed it up to Paris or how does that work
1: yeah so we're, yeah. we're so we're we're working on that um I don't want to uh Suggest that we've mastered that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I have a, a an individual on my team whose sole focus is continuous improvement, and and one of the things that that uh, you have to have in order to continuously improve is data, right? right. Um, so yeah, we are focused on that. We have a, a dashboard application that will plug in or is plugging into, and we'll and we'll continue to expand that to all of the locations so that we can. Pull the data because I mean that's the other thing is what's the definition of that you're you're looking for you know I'm I'm uh, intrigued at times like you know what is a preventable accident right
0: well, right that's right you know, yeah and, and if you look different across, agencies have right, different definitions you
1: look across the board you know whether we're providing that service or or the agencies providing the service or a competitor providing the service like wow that agency is amazing right what are they doing different right. than this one over here. And, and I think it's really understanding that in a lot of cases it's a different measurement um, that they're using. In some cases they're just exceptionally good at what it is they're doing. Yep. Uh, so I think common definition, so we started first with we want a continuous improvement program but but we need a common definition. So those key metrics that we're going to track you know, that have the greatest impact on our performance Uh, And and performance being, you know, the the customer experience, the agency experience, you know, our own, you know, financial experience. Uh, What are those things and then what's the common definition for Mm -hmm. those so that we're all speaking a similar
0: language. And as you work on that, what is the, what would you say are the corporate goals kind of to wrap up our conversation for your company over the next five to 10 years? I mean, obviously you want to grow some, but uh, what would you say your goals are and where do you see your company in five to 10 years?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want to two ways one, uh, you know, we don't want to ever lose a customer. Uh, and we want to continue to, you know, uh, acquire uh, new customers, if you will. Uh, so that's first and foremost, uh, we have to continue to evolve right in, in our our leadership approach. Uh, our ability to, to grow our own talent, right? So there's not you know, a, an influx of people that want to come into the public transit space as we've talked about. And, and so how do we grow and develop our own talent so that we can continue to uh, grow our own organization? Um, you know, Technology and, and, and changes in the industry are, are vitally important. So how do we continue to uh, look at what are the things of the future? And that could be autonomous vehicles, um, and, and or that can just be, uh, you know, from a marketing standpoint, how do you increase ridership, and what are the types of things that, that you should be doing, and um, you know, and, and then obviously the analysis of all of that information so that we can learn from it and, and, and you know, change or continue doing what we're doing. You know, often you always focus on what you're doing poorly. Sometimes maybe you should also focus on what you do well. There you go. Uh, and learn from that. So.
0: Very good. Well, I wish you much success uh, as your company continues to grow and I think is a real solid quality provider of service here in the U.S. As I mentioned, I've been to several of your locations already and you've got great people. You've got a great tradition with some of the companies that are now part of your family. And uh, I wish you very much success as you go forward. Blaine Rigler, president of RATP Dev.
1: Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Transit Unplugged, powered by Trapeze Group. To stay up to date, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or join the conversation
0: at transitunplugged.com. Thanks for listening.